Brooklyn's Radio. Loving music. Well, here on Brooklyn's Radio, it's time then now to review last night's Strictly Come Dancing. And I'm delighted to say that our expert on the matter, uh, Graham Jarvis, is here with us. So good morning to you, Graham. Hello. And uh, we're going to look in particular at the uh, music from last night. Uh, just sort of point out that Graham was involved in the music for the first two series of Strictly Come Dancing, and you're still involved in the American version, Dancing with the Stars, I believe. Is that yep, the right? that's right. The franchise is around the world, and Dancing with the Stars USA has been going now sometimes twice a year, and it's um, at season 28. So. So you're the man to tell us about the music from last night's uh, programme. <laughs> and uh, we're halfway through the series, I see, aren't we? Yes, uh, we will be, yeah. It's week okay. seven we had. Yeah, indeed, yes. Okay. So uh, there, wasn't, uh, there, wasn't a, there wasn't an introductory dance uh, last no. night by the professionals. Nothing I was just waiting for it. There. Yeah, yeah. But we can talk about perhaps the dance that didn't happen, which was with um, Will and Jeanette. They were going to do a waltz to Barry Manilow's A Weekend in New England. And um, it's a shame we didn't see that, because it's a fantastic dance, a beautiful waltz. It's been used um, around the world on different dance shows about um, seven or eight times. A very popular track, and I'm sure they'd have... um, been beautiful yes. waltzing to that. Uh, I don't know whether he's going to be out for the whole of the uh, of the series. He's, he's got. A, I think. Uh, I think that's what is it? He's okay. Said All right. Okay, so we started off with a quick step. We did. Um, it's the pinstripe suit, Mister Pinstripe suit by Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Um, and I remember when this was first used in the very early days of the Strictly franchise. Um, it was a pretty tricky track to get hold of. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy didn't seem to be available in many places. And um, I think because of their success in being used, um, it's easy to listen to it now, streaming it on Spotify or whatever. Anyway, it's a classic uh, quick step feel. Again, this has been used um, quite a lot of times around the world as a quick step. Um, it's a really good track for uh, Karim and Amy. Uh, they took the tempo down from the originals 208 to 220. It's got a varying tempo. And sensibly took it to a constant tempo of around 196 beats a minute, just slightly below the 200. Perhaps they felt the 200 beats a minute of the normal quick step was just that little bit faster and they needed to get more energy. But they did a really good job. I mean, he's... Um, got a lot of energy and uh, he showed it in being able to do all the steps on time uh, to this fast quick step it's brilliant yes somebody i thought he i thought just a simple viewer last night i thought it was very good indeed and uh, i think one of the judges says it was a legitimate uh, quick step (laughs) gosh yeah i think that means everything (laughs) everything about it is quick step And a score of 39 as well. Yeah, well, that shows, doesn't it? They, yeah, did, indeed, they yeah. did the steps, they yes. did everything right, and it had the right feel. Now, uh, I say this, uh, this Pasadobli uh, seems to catch out all the uh, contestants, doesn't it? Uh, Michelle and Giovanni. Well, you know, it does, it does depend, because a Pasadobli is supposed to be around the concept of a bullfight. And mm. so you, 
you're supposed to have those moments of calm, expectation in the music, and then there are periods where there are highlights where perhaps a matador um, comes in or the bull comes in, so there's often big crashes and people, whoa! And in some of the music that's used for the Pasadobles in the TV dance shows, you don't have those highlights. Um, when I've edited music together for some of the dance shows, they'll say the dancers don't like it because there aren't any highlights and you say okay so you perhaps put in some crashing cymbals and then eventually the live band will do the arrangement so it all flows normally but if the track itself doesn't give you the drama and the dynamic then it's really difficult to get a good paso doble out of it so we had queen we had queen this one another one bites the dust because it's so well known and because it has got the drama and you can almost hear as soon as it starts people are wanting to sort of clap along with it um it is a a, a track that you can do a good paso doble to um you can also do a tango to it actually but um with some shows around the world have done um the original is about 110 and normally a paso doble is 120 beats a minute and they took it up to 121 uh the band added some nice latin beats as a highlight and just in the middle of the track they sort of added percussion that wasn't there in the original and so overall it was a good track to dance to and uh i think they did a good job as shown by the fact they got a yeah, a decent score 34 was the yeah. score yes yeah, Do you know, i were... just i just missed uh, the swishing of the skirts, the fact that she was in those uh, black trousers. Yeah. I just thought sometimes in Pasadena you get the swishing of the skirts yeah. and so forth, which obviously she couldn't really do. Well, they often have a cape or something, don't yes. they, the, the, the man. And I know in the very first series I was involved in, the more waltz ballroom type styles, as opposed to the Pasadena Latin type styles, the dancers who were used to ballroom were saying to the Latin guys, um, how do you do this? You know, have I got to, have I got to go bare-chested, like in horror, uh, swirling a cape? And they weren't used to it, so it's quite entertaining to see world champions yes. trying to get outside of their speciality to do a decent, uh, in this case, paso doble. Indeed, yes. Uh, let's move on now, shall we, to uh, Emma and Alish. Alish? Alish? Uh, sorry. Alias. Alias, got it right. Um, I th- well, they were dancing a samba to I Don't Care, which is by Ed Sheeran and, Ju- Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber. Um, the original on this just hasn't got a very good samba rhythm. And it's difficult to dance something. If, if you're expecting a sort of dun 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 and people saying, oh, move your hips to that, 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 that's all right. If somebody just says dum 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 down move your hips to that you're thinking what am i supposed to be doing where yes. where what and so to give them um a track which isn't a samba makes it tricky the live band did add in some extra beats but the beats still didn't make it a really good samba feel so i think they had their work cut out and um no wonder they found it hard i think um as, mm. uh, they, they did have a good tempo samba's usually 100 beats a minute and they, theirs was um 102 um but i think for them the scores were lowish and i think that comes down to 
not being able to feel the samba within mm. the track. Yes. I've got no notes about that. I, I was just watching it and thinking, hmm. You know, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It didn't have uh, that Latin groove. You didn't think, wow, that's uh, no. sort of got a, that's got a samba feel. For our uh, live listeners at the moment, we're going to be playing that track uh, in a little while. But for our podcast listeners, uh, we can't actually play it. For licensing reasons, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. But, hey. But we'll play it in a moment anyway. Um, Kelvin and Oti. Well, they did a Viennese waltz to Say Something by a great big world and Christina Aguilera. And it's a brilliant track. It is. It's in... Uh, now, a lot of music is in 4-4. Four, four. Most Western music we hear is in 4-4, four, four, where you count it 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, and so on waltzes and viennese waltzes you count in three four so you go one two three one two mm. three and a viennese waltz is twice as fast as a waltz so the important thing about a waltz is you have rise and fall and the viennese waltz is more frantic and you're supposed to be more or less st- uh, level so you don't go up and down um interesting thing about this track is it's in 12 8 not in 3-4, not in 4-4, four, four. it's in 12-8, which means you can actually count it either in 4-4 four, four, if you want, or in 3-4. So it's been used in 4-4 four, four, um, as a rumba, um, because the tempo when you count it like that is um, fairly low, about um, 95. And as a Viennese waltz, when you count it like that, the original track is about 140, a bit low for Viennese. And so they took the tempo up uh, to 157. Still a little bit slow for a Viennese, normally 180, which is probably why they started going up and down a little. Because um, if you're going at 180 beats a minute, you just haven't got time for all that. But I did think that it, because it's a beautiful track, they did a beautiful dance to it. And um, it was just lovely to yes, watch. Yes, uh, my notes here, I, I just thought the music really suited the dance. It was yeah. just, you know, it is a classic track, and they just really, you know, f- felt with the music, danced with the music. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. I enjoyed that. On to Saffron and AJ. Yeah, they were dancing uh, salsa. Um, to Instruction by Jax Jones, Demi Levato, Levato and um, Stefan Dunn. Uh, the, the thing is with a salsa, an authentic salsa track will have lots of different beats in it, and those beats are things you can move to. If you take a, a Western track that hasn't got all those beats, it's difficult for a beginner to know what to move to, because you're you haven't got anything to hook your body movement on. Um, and I, I think here, um, the original track runs a pretty definite 121 um, beats a minute. So it's more of a cha-cha. It's sort of going down, down, down. Now, a salsa should be, to get the energy that you need in a salsa, should be going about twice that tempo. So down, 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 down. Now... When you're dancing, if you're trying to imagine the sub-beats, then it's really, really hard. And if you haven't got those extra little salsa Caribbean flavours in, doing little intimate sort of 
things between beats, it becomes a, a real work of the imagination. So as well as trying to move your body to do the salsa steps, you're also trying to fantasize about the stuff that really should be in a good salsa track. So I think... I think they had their work cut out, and I think picking that track was um, perhaps uh, brave of them because uh, to count, try and count double is always hard when you're also trying to dance to it because at times you'll feel the main beat and you'll start dancing on that, and that can make it look a bit um, slow. Yes, it, it did. I made a note here. It did seem very energetic, but I believe the uh, judges had uh, issues about the timing not being quite uh, on it. Really, yeah. Well, it, it's difficult. I can imagine if you're if you're hearing bum 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 bum, and you know you should be hearing bum 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 bum. Yes. At times you might think, oh, I was hearing the slow beat. Oh no, I must speed up and i must do this so it's um you know when you're trying to walk in time to a beat if somebody said walk at twice the pace to that beat it obviously gives you many more problems so bearing in mind perhaps that wasn't the right choice of uh, music Uh, for any new listeners or people listening to the podcast for the first time uh, graham uh, the, the music choice selection how does that work well, on Strictly, um, I haven't worked on it since Series 2, but the way it did work, and the way it works on several of the other franchises, is that generally the producers will um, compile a list of tracks which are brought about by either people who've written in, saying, I think you should use this, and by the dancers themselves, who might have a choice of track. Um, but at the end when it uh, at the end of it it comes down to the producer saying this is the track mm. which we want you to dance to okay so it's difficult to know whether this was perhaps one of saffron's favorite tracks and they said what on earth can we do to that because, <laughs> yes. because i've been asked sometimes say um you know, uh, on the american show if they're having a guest star say stevie wonder or someone they'll say uh we need to find a uh, paso doble which of Stevie Wonder's tracks are a Paso Doble? <laughs> so you listen through them all, and let her, uh, and you might say, well, not really any of them, you know, and and they'll uh, say, but we really, really need to have one. So you'll sort of say, mm, well, this could be, I guess, if you added this and if you added that and did a rearrangement of it. Okay, let's move on to. Thank you for that. Let's move on to the American Smooth. Then. Uh-huh. Well, um, which didn't was, seem very smooth to me. <laughs> Well, Ain't No Mountain High Enough by Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. It's a classic track. Um, the American Smooth is a, isn't a, a ballroom or Latin style, so it's not a known style with lots of rules like the others have got. Um, it's probably closest to a foxtrot, so that's where you're sort of walking across and fairly smooth. But you can bring in lots of different flavours. It gives the uh, dancers an opportunity to do different styles now this is a good choice of track for the american smooth i think because not only is it um good for a foxtrot it runs at about 129 faster than a nominal foxtrot it's usually 120 but a lot of people do like the foxtrots to be a bit faster in america for example they they like them always to be 128 you know why who knows 128 is what they often ask for um and it can also be a cha-cha and it's been done around the world on different dance shows 
um, probably um, half a dozen times as a cha-cha and several times as a foxtrot and uh, once it was used as a jazz number in America. So I think um, for a for American Smooth, where they're trying to get different flavours of different styles in there, and it's based on a foxtrot, I think it's a great choice of track. And okay. I think they, they did a, a delightful, I, I put delightful and happy. I thought it was um, great, the way they, uh, the sort of joy that came out of dancing. It. Yes, and a score of 31 is um, okay, I suppose yeah. you could say. Yes. Yeah, good. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, moving on then to the uh, Chris and Karen, it was their commercial street uh, dance. Yeah, yeah. Again, I think um, they now this one. I would think people were looking for a track that had something to do with the northeast, and I would think that uh, Chris revealed that he used to dance to this when he was a young lad, and so they thought, what better um, for the for them than a the couple's choice than uh, the Anton Deck uh, number. Yes. When they were under going and, under the uh, name PJ and Duncan. And pull in a few votes from the northeast at the same time. <laughs> I imagine. Yes. Who knows? <laughs> but they um I think they they did a fun street dance. I think when Shirley said, um, oh it's just like the kids you see on the street. I'm not sure about that because um, they sometimes do some um, de- gravity defying Indeed, moves. Yes, yes. Um, but I do think um, he did a really good job. I mean, they only have a few days to get these, to get the flexibility and confidence to suddenly start spinning around or mm. going down into a handstand and moving your legs is um, is brilliant. Yes. And um, I, I, th- I think they did a good track. Um, it's a good good street track i mean hip-hop and stars such as that usually run at around 100 beats a minute this one um runs at 108 beats a minute and they didn't change that which i think was um, a, a good thing so they kept it close to the original and um they got a good score hmm. well talking of scores uh, let's move on to the lowest score of the evening and it's a shame really this is emma and anton we were f- previous broadcast we've been saying how well Anton's been doing for a change but uh, came unstuck last night well this this is a tricky one to analyze from the way of the track now a rumba normally uh, runs about 108 beats a minute but almost everyone who dances a rumba on the tv shows goes slower um, before now, I've been asked to uh, perhaps edit tracks together for rehearsals and take the tempo down to as low as 60. I mean, that's really, really slow. Uh, this track originally was um, at 85, and they kept it around there. They actually took it up a couple of beats to 87. So it's a rumba, but it's slow, which I think gave her time to do a lot of sensual moves so the you know rumba sort of um a dance of love and i think that came across really well so i think and their outfits and the staging i think really led to you feeling oh that's beautiful but i don't think that the the actual um, beats in the track helped her to hook Again, it's this Latin thing. How can you expect somebody who's just hearing a one, two, three, four to hear the beats in the middle so that they know when to move the hips or when to put the hand up? Now, I think 
I think here, overall, they did a good dance, but perhaps if it had been had more of a if the band had put more of a uh, rumba groove in there, it would have helped to get that body sway and the hip movement, which I think was the thing that disappointed the yes. judges. But I think that, I think the public, looking at that, uh, would see a beautiful dance. Well, I, my notes from last night were slow music, slow dance. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah that well. was my yep. And then um, Mike and uh, Katia have finished off with a score of thirty and the Charleston. Well. Well, I'm not so, uh, as puzzled as I am by the low score for Anton. I'm a bit puzzled by the highest score for Mike and Catcher. Normally, uh, in the last few weeks, I've been a defender of mm. Mike and yes. Catcher. But a Charleston is a fast dance. A Charleston should be, if you think, you're going usually over 200 beats a minute, mm. perhaps often around 230, 240 beats a minute. Now, those magnificent men in their flying machines is a fun song, so it's got the right character for a Charleston. That's great. Um, but you've got to pick the right bits from the track. The, the actual track, I think, is about 15 minutes long, so you've got to pick the bit that is the well-known uh, lyrical yes, part. Yes, they're looking for, is it a minute and 25 seconds, I think, isn't it? Yeah, they, yeah. So, it? They, yeah. so they, they picked a, the, the right piece, I think. Um, but the, the way it's played, you can again, it's one of those where you can count it at half speed. So instead of sort of da, 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 you can count it da, da, that. And when I was watching them, he was always moving. In fact, both of them were moving on the slow beat. So it, it, to me, it's like you're not hearing that double speed. So instead mm. of doing the fun, upbeat, up energy, the music with a slow bum, bum, bum was encouraging, encouraging him to dance slowly. And so I don't think he got across uh, the fun part of the Charleston. And uh, Anton had a bit of debate with, was it Craig, about the timing. Uh, Craig came out and said it should be this. And Anton said, well, it could be this or it could be that. Didn't well, I mean, he? Yes. Just, uh, Anton, Anton being cheeky. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, I think, I think with, the, um, with the Anton Craig thing, I think Anton there was um, just trying to uh, distract from, <laughs> from reality. Yeah, and I think with the timing on those magnificent men in their flying machines, um, I think if if you've got a track which in this case runs at, say, 240 beats a minute, and that's too fast for you, you can come down quite a lot, say, to 210, and then the celebrity might be able to dance at full speed. Mm. But in this case, I think 240 was a bit too much for Mike, and so he... Um, and catch your dance at the slower speed. And that, that, that for me, made it look um, a bit stompy. And um, as Craig said, you are, to uh, to Mike, you are the musical comedy man. Mm. And, you know, I was just thinking um, that following on from last week's Bunny Ears mm. for the Halloween special, um, perhaps we're going to see a bit more of uh, of that type of music for, uh, well, for Mike. Well, I think if I if I was to say what were the really bad tracks this week for people, I'd say choosing, I think it's a good Charleston, but I think choosing to do it at that really fast tempo was a mistake. Mm. There's no way Mike could keep up with that. So he did it at that half speed, which to me made him look 
foolish and it's almost like a a, a death sentence to say you're the musical comedy man <laughs> isn't it um, I, I think, <laughs> well I, yes i, I think, feel the same yes i think most most of them but i think um of the of the opening few numbers people were were pretty pretty safe i think emma and aliash that samba was oh gosh you know i wish she'd um had a better samba track so she could really um move and groove to that um i think saffron and aj had the poor track and um Mm. I think, uh, Mike, I think Anton sh- should be fine, because although they didn't do a particularly good run, but it did look beautiful. So in the dance-off tonight, it could it, it must be Emma and Anton. They must be in the dance-off tonight. Well, I don't know. I'd, I'd mm. disagree with that. All right, well, I think, um, I'm, I I'm just know. thinking well, in I terms think, of the uh, low score they got. Well, the, the public got through. I think in, yes. case, in terms of what you saw, I think, again, sadly, I think Mike and Katya are at risk. Emma and Ali Ash are at risk. And Saffron yep. and AJ, yep. who, um, that again, all, all of those, the tracks were either the wrong groove or, in Mike's case, the wrong tempo. OK, then, uh, Graham, thank you once again. It's always interesting to review last night's uh, Strictly Come Dance and the music and so forth and the interpretation. And uh, we'll wait and see what happens in the dance-off yeah. tonight. And uh, look forward to seeing you again uh, next uh, Sunday. Uh, just uh, before 10.30, I think. And um, let's see what happens tonight. Thank you. Brooklyn's Radio. Loving music. <laughs>